everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. What's up, you guys? It's Dee Dee Richards here again from down under here in Sydney, Australia. It is finally game week. I'm so tired of playing against each other. I feel like everybody understands the beginning ages of like training camp whenever you're constantly playing against each other. So I'm super excited. Again, I feel like I haven't played in years. So I'm so excited to finally be feeling good body wise. I'm so sad I had to miss this episode, but for sure you guys will see me next week on Wednesday. And I hate it because I wanted to talk about everything we literally talked about, especially James Harden. Like, what the heck is going on? But I'm happy that he's going home. Also, the lineup for me is insane to even think about with Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Paul George. Like, what? I don't know. I'm just happy for James, and I hope that this is his final stop and they can get what they finally deserve. But, like, secondly, something else that I really wanted to talk about was definitely Cooper Flag. I'm just obsessed with his name. Like, his parents did such a great job naming him. Like, Cooper freaking Flag is his name. Like, that's his real name on a birth certificate. His marketing team is going to have a ball marketing his name. It's going to be so easy on top of him already being the 6'8 phenomenon that he is at Duke. Like what? So I could not wait to, you know, peel that back about Cooper Flag, but I know that my co-hosts are really doing a great job doing it and I can't wait to hear everything that they say about it. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week on the 3 on 3 podcast. Thank you guys for listening to me. See you guys next week. Welcome to the 3 on 3 podcast. It's your boy Chris Williamson. Got my girl Tarika Foster Brasby here with me. And we got three juicy-ass topics for y'all for this third episode. And, Tarika, before we get into, like, all these different elements that have a lot of drama and spice to it, how was your weekend? Was was it good? My weekend was amazing. You know, this is um, my favorite time of year because I'm a Halloween, like, freak nerd. Love it. So um, I did a couple Halloween parties this weekend. Um, I was chilling. I dressed up as um, a student from Slytherin House. So if there are any Harry Potter fans out there, um, I was definitely representing the House of the Serpent. Kind of is what it is. Um, but, yeah, all in all, I had a great weekend. How about you? You know, I had a great weekend until I found out that you dressed up as somebody from Slytherin because oh. in this, uh, this apartment complex, we are a household of Gryffindor. Okay. F- so, okay. So, so you conform to, to societal norms. Got it. Hell, okay. hell nah, bro. We the chosen ones. Okay. <laughs> Harry, Harry Potter all day. <laughs> oh, man. But you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be Tarika. It wouldn't be you if you didn't do something that would be like going against the grain. Where you're kinda, you get it. You know, hated a little bit and <laughs> villainized. Um, Got to. 
Yeah, so I, I respect that there. <laughs> but you know, you know who I dressed up as? I dressed up as Christopher Williamson and then a sports anchor. I know, very boring. My wife did I she did all it. She did <laughs> usually I do pedestrian, right? Because hey, I'm not wearing anything, I'm not doing anything special. Um, I let my wife do it. Uh, she dressed up as Aaliyah. So that was pretty cool to see her do that. Um, yeah, that was fresh. But for me, I ain't do nothing. Uh, I, I do nothing at all. I ain't surprised, Chris. Chris, what, what, we, what man? Just ruined it. Halloween. Well, Thanksgiving's coming up, guys. <laughs> Maybe is. we'll get Chris excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold up. Where's your candy corn, though? You supposed to bring the candy corn on because we taste it. It's because this I. It's during... because I ate it. It's because I already ate it. It's, it doesn't exist right now. <laughs> you should have. An, you should have an unlimited supply of candy. Um, corn. I came across a video though, for real. I came across a video that I recorded like a year ago, and it's so funny. And I plan on sharing it. Well, um, I'm going to share it for it. Well, I shared it for Halloween. So there's that. Well, oh, as okay. this this will be this will be out after the video has been shared. So y'all will have seen the video to know what I'm referencing. Okay. About right. candy corn. Yes. Stay tuned for that, y'all. Stay tuned <laughs> for that. You know what though, Tarika, I want to tell you something that I had to find out. I won't say the hard way, but in the NBA, um, I find out that James Harden's ass gets traded mm -hmm. to the Clippers during after dark hours, during booty call hours, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> and you were the one who broke the news, really, right? Because you put it in our group chat. I woke up at like 6.45 this morning to like 19 messages from my podcast group chat. And I'm thinking, what the hell? What the fuck happened? Yeah. Like, what the hell is going on? And then, of course, James Harden has indeed been traded to the Clippers, 10-time All-Star guard for, so it was P.J. Tucker, James Harden, Philip Petrusev, for mm -hmm. Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nicola Batum, K.J. Martin, a 2028 unprotected first rounder, two second round picks, a 2029 pick swap, and an additional first rounder. That that to me is is wild. Not so much the players, you know, that the Sixers got, um, but the the picks, like all those picks. Yeah. For this version of James Harden, what? Tarika, help me out here. And I was like, holy crap. I need to drop this in the group chat because I already knew we were going to talk about what James Harden was doing. So it just was just like, wow, what in the world? How, why y'all out here making these type of moves at baby mama hours? Granted it's with the Clippers. So maybe it was because it was only like 10, 11 o'clock, which is still a little bit too late for, you know, business transactions, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I knew that this was, eventually going to happen. And I kind of figured this the moment that that Philly lost by one to the Bucks. Like to me, that was the first sign that James Harden was about to lose his leverage if Daryl Morey just didn't do something soon because it continued to show what I've probably been saying since the end of last year when he didn't show up in game six. And that's they don't need you, bro. They don't need you. And your self-awareness about how much you are not needed is what's even smaller than the variance of them actually needing you. Like, that's where we are. And so I think that was the first sign that Daryl Morey needed to make a move before his leverage was completely gone. And then the, the Sixers decided to dismantle Toronto and Portland. So now you have further solidified that there is no need for James Harden on this team. At this point, what I think happened is that Daryl Morey just kind of saw, well, maybe we can make a play for some death. Because I think if anything in the first few games, the one thing that might have been exposed is that Philly could use a bit more death than they line up right on their bench. So this was an opportunity for him to kind of do that. And I think that they did that with the pieces that they got in return. Like I think about Marcus Morris and I'm like, okay, that's a fair trade for PJ Tucker. Like that's not, 
That's not the end of the world. That's a fair trade. You're going to get defense out of him. You can get scoring out of him. And he tends to play very well when he goes to a new team, like he got something to prove. So they might get a good version of of Marcus Morris um, in that situation. Um, I like Nick Batum. And it's funny because I'm, I, I, call, I purposely call him Batum. I don't know why I do that. It's so funny. But I know it's, it's Nick Batum. But anyway, um, I like Nick Batum. I think he gives you scoring depth off the bench. He can still launch the three. I think he'll be yeah. perfect when you're in rotations and he's able to make the extra passes. So I like that. Um, and I think that the way Nick Nurse is coaching this team, that he'll fit in whatever role Nick gives him. And Robert Covington, like, that's not a bad move either. Now, he's not the defender that he used to be. But, right. I mean, he can still give you some uh, a defensive option. He can still be resourceful. So I feel like the way that Daryl Morey moved, made these moves was – we good with what we got. Our starting five looks great. We don't need the aggravation of a of a of a James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. I said on so I was on Brother from Another on Friday and I was talking to Natalie and I said, Nat, I think Tyrese Maxey is a bona fide star. Like, period. Right. And then what does he yeah. do? He goes out there and he balls. He's already averaging like 30 plus points a game. And at the end of the day, the the half court offense, I think, for Philly moves so much better without James Harden standing there dribbling the ball for 20 seconds before he decided he want to pass it. Get on my nerves. So with all of that being said, I like the move. I don't think it's like an A-plus trade, but when you add what you're getting from a death perspective to what you already have, and then with the, the, the draft picks, I feel like this was a really good move for them. Yeah, it was a really good move. And I'm just, I'm confused, like, they got a lot of forwards, right, back in that trade with Morris, Covington, Batum, and all that. And then you got K.J. Martin. Uh, so maybe you need to get some some guard depth as well. You know, I like what Kelly Oubre did, especially in that first mm-hmm. game against the Bucs. Um, he showed out, especially from three-point range. But, yeah, Tyrese Maxey has been showing that he deserves to be the number two guy. Even when James Harden was there, it was like, yo, this dude's a – a baller. Yeah. And he, he's not afraid of the moment. Um, and he's going to get even more of that shine now that James Harden has got his wish. He's gone to the Clippers and Sixers fans no longer have to worry about him. Did you see um, somebody was dressed up, I guess, in a Michael Myers outfit uh, during the Sixers own opener and Harden was just staring straight at him. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a really cool, creepy moment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was like, bring me Harden. That's what the sign said. Bring me hard. Wow. Well, I mean, it's not like they needed him on the court. They, they <laughs> and, didn't. And you couldn't miss him. He had that bright-ass green hoodie on. So it was like, <laughs> you know I mean, like, bro, it's Halloween. You out here looking like Christmas. This don't make no right. sense. Right. <laughs> and, and, and he was having a time with his homeboy, PJ Tucker. Like, people talk about, you know, the teammates are frustrated about it or whatever. But PJ, that's his boy. So they always going to live it up. Yeah. And now they, go back to they, together. they get to. Yeah. So they got a long history. This has been a long time coming because in the offseason, James Harden asked for a trade. And he was in China during a basketball trip. And people asked him about his thoughts on the Sixers organization. And he was like, Daryl Morey is a liar. And I will never play for an organization that he runs. Right. Um, first off, maybe Daryl Marley did lie about, you know, the contract thing, um, and that he was going to get the deal done when he said it was going to get done. Who knows? Front offices lie all the time. But the fact that James decided to say that publicly and not just once, Tarika, this man was in a whole ass club, if I remember correctly, with the, with the sign. You know, where they have, like, happy birthday, Tariqa, happy birthday, Chris. It was like, yeah, yeah. Daryl Morey is a liar. Um, what what do you think about how James handled his frustration from the time he asked for the trade, the Daryl Morey comments, to not showing up the first day of training camp, coming back? And then, of course, um, when he after he was gone for about 10 days, um, apparently some reports out there that, you know, there was a family issue um, that he had to deal with. He tries to get back onto the plane so he can suit up against the Bucks, And the Sixers are like, nah, bro, you, you ain't getting on this plane. Like, how does that sit with you? Do you even care? B- 
because, yeah, I don't know, man. So there's a few things, right? So number one, I believe that there might have been something going on personally with his mom, which is, you know, whatever that personal thing is, I hope that it resolves itself um, in a positive way. Um, so I don't know if she was sick or what it was. I think I, I think the reports were that his mom was ill. But either way it goes, much love and prayers out to whatever it is that she's dealing with. Um, and I get that I am someone who also puts family before everything else. So if something's wrong with my mama, y'all got to wait. That's just how it is. Right. But I think the difference is because there is such a lack of respect for each other in this organization, or at least a respect on his end, that maybe those details were purposely not told or purposely left out. So he probably, you know, Daryl Morey or whoever didn't know what was going on. And if he did, he chose to be like, I don't care. Again, I think the lack of respect between those two people is what made that situation the way it was. But overall, I feel like it's continually unacceptable the way that James Harden puts himself out there like this, because this ain't the first time he did this. He wanted to leave Houston so bad. Oh, Houston, I want to leave Houston, I want to leave Houston. I want to go and team up with Kyrie and Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. So he leaves, forms a quote unquote super team out there that really didn't amount to anything. It was so much drama. People barely played. Then there's the Ben Simmons saga. And now Kevin Durant out here looking crazy because two of the people who you came to play with are now not playing. At the time, Kyrie wasn't playing. James Harden was injured. There was just so much shit going on with that, that what did James Harden do? Once again, for the second time, force himself out of a team because he wanted to go to Philly. He wanted to play with Philly. Oh, I want to play with MB. Oh, you know, Jaren Morey's your homeboy. You want yep. to link yep. up with your homeboy. That should like now he's a liar, but a year ago, this was your homeboy. You was cool. You want the, you couldn't wait to go and play with him or whatever. This is what he does. And you know what makes it so bad is the fact that what I opened this segment with saying there is a lack of self-awareness that you are not that dude anymore, James. You just not. So you forcing yourself to go to all these different places for you to just basically rejuvenate, uh, to, to just basically regurgitate the same behavior that you had the first damn time. I'm so happy he's going to L.A. You're going home. Maybe you got family there. Maybe you got friends there. Because I think it's dope that this whole Kawhi, PG, Russell Westbrook, all of the, all y'all are Southern California guys. Love that. Y'all are representing the home team. Love that. But maybe when you go home, there is somebody there who can sit you down and tell you the truth about yourself and say, bruh, you not the shit no more, bro. You need to cut it out. Like maybe somebody there can relay this message to him because he acting like he's still a top tier guard in this league and he's not. That's the problem. Like everybody's trying to win a championship. That's the entire point of everyone in the association. Everyone. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up now, hold up. Not not everybody. Is I'm trying to talking win. about teams, but I'm talking about players. I don't believe there's a single player playing in the NBA right now who don't want to win a championship. You don't believe that, Tarika? No, hell no. You know, Tarika, there's not a player in the NBA who just be like, you know what? I'm just good being here. Like, no, you want to win. You know, realistically, whether or not you'll be able to win based on the team that you play for. But I don't think there's people in the league who just be like, I'm good if I never win a championship. Like, what? No, I don't believe that. I, I don't know. It's a new age. It's a new era to me. That's, that's all I'm going to say. I've heard, I've heard some things. I forget the player mentioned it, but they learned. They were on a podcast. And they're like, yeah, I learned how some players, they really don't like basketball. You know, they they don't <laughs> they don't like basketball. And I can believe that, but that doesn't that doesn't mean that they don't want to win a championship. There's so much shit that comes along with winning an NBA championship. It ain't a player in the league who's like, I'm straight. I don't need a ship. What? You might not get one. You might not be able to contribute to one. Maybe you don't. I can't even officially play in the NBA because I'm a girl and I want an NBA championship. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, we know you 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 starving for a championship. Oh, I need what? Hey, you know what? I'm gonna tell you who else. You know what? I don't even appreciate the way Chris be coming for me on this podcast. And y'all like listen, it don't even be having my back. Y'all don't be on Twitter trying to save me and nothing. Y'all just be letting Chris come for me. I got something for y'all. It's all good though. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her. Each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus, even more for the whole family, like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. So Dwight Howard is being sued by a man who alleges that the former NBA star has made inappropriate physical advances at him and coerced him into having sex with another dude, like a third person. Um, So last week, Howard and his team basically denying the assault allegations, but he did admit to consensual activities. And I'm using air quotes when I say consensual, because clearly that is what's being tested um, if those Uh, advances or activities was indeed consensual. Um, So since this story broke, it's been several different media outlets and personalities who have mentioned it, but I'm really not so sure that everybody has really covered this responsibly. When I look across social media and I hear various podcasts, I see a bunch of different shows and they're really making light of these allegations, including Dwight Howard himself. Um, But a lot of these people who are talking about this have really focused more heavily on the gender of the victim um, and the outing, again, me using air quotes, the outing of Howard. Um, And it's really been leading people to kind of shift their focus from what this case actually is to more so on if there is a right to privacy, if Howard um, should have the right as a as a uh, as a celebrity and as a public figure to have his sexual orientation outed by um, a situation like this, or if that's something that should have been kept under wraps. Um, and I have plenty of thoughts on this situation, but I'm gonna ask you, Chris. Like, first, um, where do you stand on this whole thing? Like, do you feel like? Um, Howard's personal privacy was breached and more so when you first heard about these allegations because to me that's where the focus needs to be first and foremost what were your initial thoughts when there's allegations of sexual assault and you are a public figure hey that that just comes with the territory right so I don't think it was breached because there are questions about whether he violated somebody's body violated somebody's you know dignity um, and then two, it's like, I don't care who you fuck, right? Who you have, who you're having sex with. If they're, if you are violating, harming somebody's body, that's the first and only thing that I'm concerned about. Who cares? Like, right. I don't care about what your label is or isn't or any of that. What I care about is the fact that whoever it is that you decided that you wanted to have a sexual relationship with, you did so potentially without their okay. And yeah. that's problematic. Like, it don't matter who or what your orientation is. You don't be out here touching folks who don't want to be touched. 
And you certainly don't need to be, you definitely don't need to be adding extra people to the scenario without their consent. So if that's what you did, Dwight Howard, I don't give a damn who it was with. That was wrong. And if that means people get to now know your public business because this person is telling the world that you possibly committed a crime, I don't give a damn if they outing you, quote unquote outing. You keep your hands to yourself if you want your business to be private. Private. That don't make no sense. Simple as that. Simple and, as know, that. What what really irks my nerves, Chris, about this whole thing is this is exactly why our LGBTQ plus community brothers and sisters are forever saying y'all don't account for us when we are talking about the struggle and the fight for equality and equity. Y'all don't y'all don't account for us because I remember just this summer there was um, a gay man who was murdered in New York, minding his business because he was dancing to Beyonce at a gas station. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's it is continue. We have so many um, black and brown trans women and men who are missing, who are killed, who are whatever. And we you don't hear that when we hear when we're talking about saying people's names. Those aren't the names that you hear. Right. They're constantly talking about we aren't protected. And so now in this instance, you get a guy um, who is saying this person assaulted me. And yes, I do believe in due process. So absolutely. But what I'm not going to do is just completely turn the blind eye and, and go straight to the internet and make jokes. You remember when Trevor Bauer yeah. plays baseball? Remember yeah. when Trevor Bauer had sexual assault allegations against him? How many people was making jokes? It wasn't a single joke to be found. In fact, there was so much media coverage that every time I turned on anything when it came to baseball, for sure, but even the headline on ESPN or whoever, everything was sexual allegations. Trevor Bauer, well, now he's suspended. Now he's this. Now he's that. I get Dwight Howard not in the league no more, but where's the outrage? They ain't no outrage because they don't care because it's a man. And and right. like, this is the shit that bothers me. Maybe it was the way I was raised, right, by my mom and dad. But for life to me, I can never understand why the hell people are so worried about who you're sleeping with. That has nothing to do with me. Like, unless you're harming somebody, potentially, so I need to look out for you, or look out for my sisters or brothers, right? I don't give a damn. That, that got nothing to do with me. And to your point about how we do not protect the LGBTQ plus community, that is something that needs to be shouted from the mountaintops, right? From the rooftops. Because there are so many times where you see an individual who's gay, right, trans, and something terrible happens to him, whether they're, you know, killed or severely injured. And the outrage does not match when it happens to a heterosexual male or woman. Right. It just, it just does not. Uh, you mentioned, you know, the kid, the man who got killed, you know, for dancing to Beyonce. Um, there wasn't that same level of, yo, we need to protect our, our men. We need to, you know, fight for them. We need to make sure we have their backs. It was it's kind of silent. Like, OK, yeah. we, we're picking and choosing. And, and that's not that's not OK to me. Like, yeah, we yeah. have to especially. As a black heterosexual male, we got to do a much better job of speaking up and voicing our support for the LGBTQ plus community because they're really the backbones, right? A lot of these movements and a lot of these different phrases that you hear in pop culture. So it's kind of really just spitting in their faces when we're acting the way we are. Like the media as a whole, you brought it up earlier where people are talking about this could have been a historic moment for the LGBTQ plus community. Like, I'm not, I'm not concerned about that. I'm sorry. Why, why is that even a thought in your head? Like, if Dwight just kept his hands to himself, allegedly, okay, maybe, but he violated somebody, allegedly. That is the number one thing that we should be talking about, really the only thing. And until we are able to come to grips with understanding and not giving a damn about people's sexuality, we're going to see this play out in society more and more because there's just so much ignorance. And I don't know how it can change, Tarika, but it just pisses me off because 
we've been having this conversation for years now. And you would think after everything that happened with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, that we would have some sort of consciousness where it doesn't matter who you sleep with, what you do, your occupation, you're, we're going to fight for you because that is what's right. Not what's, yeah. you know, going to be popular, but that's what's right. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I well, I mean, I, I hope that there is some resolution to this and I definitely want to make sure that we say O'Shea Sibley's name because if we're going to talk about. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, yes. We, if we're going to talk about that. it, we need to make sure that, you know, we mention we mentioned who this kid was in and um, he's just the most public recent occurrence, but definitely not the only occurrence and probably not the latest, just the last one that we've heard about publicly. Right. Just, that's how much they are unspoken. And it's truly unfortunate. Um, and, you know, as a, a double minority, as a black person and as a woman, um, it is super difficult to have conversations about sexual assault and um, domestic violence, as we have previously spoke about on this podcast in the first episode, because athletes don't seem to have to follow the same rules that the rest of the world have to follow when it comes to these situations. And the NBA don't make it easy for us as black women to be fans of this association when we're constantly seeing players that are either in the news for a domestic situation or in the news for an assault situation and they continue to go about their daily lives. Now, for whatever reason, Dwight Howard's not on a roster. I'm pretty sure right. there are people who still think that he has the ability to play. I'm pretty sure there might be someone who thinks that he should still be in the league playing for whatever reason. This wasn't a reason that he ain't out there, at least not publicly. Now, maybe a team knew about something that we didn't know. I know that there are teams, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. General, We might not care as people about what someone's sexuality is, but general managers and teams oh. do care. They care very much about that type of stuff. And that could also be the reason that somebody um, is not on a roster and it's not right. I'm not saying that it's right because it's not your sexual orientation should have no bearing on whether or not you are able to play in any league for any sport. But if you're out here touching people who do not ask or deserve or consented to be touched, that is absolutely a reason why you should not be on nobody's roster because you need to keep your hands to yourself. And if this is true, um, then it is, it is what it is. The thing about Dwight Howard, it's like he was he was even making jokes like he wasn't even entertaining the sexual assault. The, the fact that he even got up there on his platform and was talking about, yeah, yeah, all these people, you know, care about who, you know, who I sleep with and what I do with my job. Like you're that just shows me you don't give a damn. You're you're making light of everything because you're trying to shift the focus. Wow. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretza's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. 
Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at babybrezza.com. Cooper Flag, ladies and gentlemen, the number one basketball prospect in the country for the class of 2024, is going where? To Duke University, baby. He announced that on Monday morning after he reclassified from 2025 to 2024, picking the Blue Devils over the Connecticut Huskies, who, by the way, just won a national championship. Uh, this is a, I won't say he's generational talent because we we often put that label on too many people, but this is the kid who has all the skills, 6'9", 195, a forward who can has great playmaking skills, tremendous one-on-one defender, especially, and then also ability to help. He's got elite athleticism from Montverde Academy. I think, Tarika, what you're seeing here is Duke get a prospect um, that they have not gotten since the likes of you know, the Zion Williamson's and the Kyrie Irving in terms of just like the number one overall recruit and just the the overall talent level that he is going to add to this Duke roster. Um, and people are, you know, people are always going to hate about Duke because of the association um, with Coach K and, you know, it's predominantly white, all that. But I'm all for it as a, a kid who grew up Rooting for the Blue Devils. Shout out Shane Battier, Jason Williams, Chris Duhon, all those guys. Um, but Cooper Flag, he's going to make some splashes, like some huge ways before he goes to the NBA draft uh, when he plays for Duke next season. I, um, I know this is a basketball show, but as we discuss Cooper Flag, I got a flag on the play. Oh, here we go. I just, I just have a couple of questions that need answers. That's all. Okay. I'm just, okay. just a couple of questions that need answers. So, you know, these are very direct questions, Chris. We don't really need much explanation. Just direct question. You care about this story? Why? I. Why do I care about this story? Yeah. Why do you care about the story? Mm-hmm. Because the number one recruit that the Duke Blue Devils got. Yeah, but like, like if this was the Kentucky Wildcats, would you still be excited? Not as much. No, but because why? Because why? Go ahead and say, it. why do you care about this story, Chris? Because I'm a, I'm a Duke. I'm a Duke. You're Blue a Duke Devils. fan. Yeah, you're a Duke yeah. fan. And where did you go to school? I went to Syracuse. Ain't that some shit? Now you got a Syracuse orange grad who is a Duke Blue Devils fan. How did we, who failed you? How did we get here? Nobody failed me. Nobody <laughs> failed me, okay? My fandom, my, my allegiance to Syracuse was not on the table when I was a 19-year-old <laughs> looking at guys like Shane Battier, Chris Carowell, you know, Chris Duhon, Jason Williams, Mike Dunleavy, like. Grant Hill, none of them, huh? Now, Grant Hill, too, but I'm talking about when I was, when I could remember shit, Yeah. Grand Hill, of course, right. Tommy Emmerker, you know, Johnny Dawkins, Chris Collins, Steve Wojcikowski. I can go, we can do it all day, right? Shane Beck, it don't, you know, J.J. Reddick, but that's how it crumbles, okay? That's how the cookie crumbles. And let me tell you something. When Syracuse plays Duke, I root for Syracuse. (laughs) But But I can't lose. I can't lose, though. Can't lose. I'm just, I just needed to make sure that it was on the record that Chris is a Cuse alum who is cheering for Duke. And I need all of y'all to tear his mentions up for this because I cannot believe, I can't believe what I'm hearing. Now, as someone who graduated from a division two HBCU, Michigan state is my D one school. You know what I'm saying? So like, I feel like I can, I can do like this two school thing, but you, 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 you gotta pick one. You gotta pick a side, Chris. You I do pick, like- I, I do pick a side. I just told you. When Syracuse plays Duke, Duke fandom goes out the window, right? I root for Syracuse. I was there during the first Duke-Syracuse matchup in the Caridome. 
I skipped out on uh, a radio station gig, um, right? Because they needed to come in and do the desk work. I was like, screw that. I'm not missing this historic game. And I was ecstatic by the finish and the fact that Syracuse came out on top. So I do pick sides, but I will never apologize for my excitement level about Dukey Nation. Okay. That is hilarious. It's okay. We just had questions, questions that needed answers. That's okay. all, you know, but now that, now that we got that out the way, I will say that I agree with you. I think this is a great move for Duke. Um, I'm sure UConn um, feels, you know, like they had a, a really good opportunity here. I think Kansas was the other school that was in mention um, for, for, for Cooper flag. So I think it's great. I mean, six foot nine, this is the first time Duke is going to actually have something to be excited about um, from a, a top recruit. They've got five or no, is it three, three top five um, yeah, so. yeah, verbal three. commitments now. So I'm excited about what college basketball season is going to hold um, for this potential matchup um, for this potential matchup. It ain't played nobody. Uh, I'm excited for who, um, for what this would look like uh, next year. As you know, he could be the person that really shifts this Duke, this Duke team. I mean, we haven't really seen Duke be like a powerhouse in college basketball since a couple years before Coach K retired. So this this does um, give Duke some Duke fans something to be excited about. Um, I'm still gonna yes. cheer for State though. Like I don't care about what. You're okay, you can go ahead like, cheer for State. Tom is a but darn right, Tom Izzo gets it done every. I don't care what we look like in November, December. By the time we get to March, you can book that them Spartans is going to be right in the conversation. They will be in the conversation, uh, but they got a window. <laughs> but hold, hold up, though. Hold up, real quick. Hater. So when you said, I ain't no hater. I ain't no hater. Come on now. I am mad, though, about that loss. I think it was in 2000, was it 2008 or whatever, when y'all had Maurice Ager, uh, Shannon Brown. We lost in the Sweet 16. Um, yeah, yeah that, that, that was painful. But you know where I thought you were going with the whole flag um, situation, a flag name analogy? I thought you were going to say, what were we doing when you have this six foot nine white dude in a, in a Duke Blue Devil jersey, I think, at Cameron Indoor, and he's got a pitchfork in his hand with a Stone Cold serious look, and the pitchfork is on fire what like who, who designed bro and then slam magazine love slam they're talking about pledge allegiance to the brotherhood you gotta be careful when you're talking about pledge allegiance to what brotherhood <laughs> they right do because, got pledge allegiance right to the brotherhood. <laughs> like come on now that that gives some racist vibes like, Listen. they said I think Duke is the one team that could probably get a, get away with this only because they typically are the team that got the big white guys that play for them. Like, it's not yeah. uncommon to see Christian Leitner. You feel me? Grayson Allen. I mean, he ain't yep. big, but he's right. a well-known, you know, like the tip, like that's the white guy school. So it's, it's all good. I think that, I don't think that's why that didn't click. Cause I'm used to seeing the, the, the white dudes from Duke, but you're funny. That's I'm just saying. Funny. They said he looked like he was at the Charlottesville, and uh, you know, unite the right at rally. I was just like, yo, that, yo. They are going way too far. <laughs> I was like, all right, but yeah, just the the optics. Like, come on, bro. Uh, but hey, it ain't hurt nobody. Just like you said, it speaks to Duke and and who they are, their perception of them, yeah. and why so many people cannot stand them. Um, it's, 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 it's entirely true, but you know what? Um, just to put a bow on this conversation though, Chris, I'm really excited about the college basketball season that is upon us. Um, both men's and women's college basketball, um, the season is going to kick off next week. I know I am super thrilled about women's college basketball season because, um, part of the reason that I am going to France, um, which I disclosed last episode is because I'm going to see South Carolina and Notre Dame play each other to open their seasons, which is going to be so dope. I mean, just the thought of um, two black women who have two of the top tier programs in the country facing off in a foreign country. Um, it's just so exciting. I love this. When I've been telling people that I'm going to France to see a basketball game, people have been asking me, like, why are they playing in France? And my question is, why not? Like, at the end of the day, why not? Like, playing college basketball is what is supposed to help open the door for opportunities. These may be kids who may never have an opportunity to go out of the country 
country or to, you know, play at this level um, who have never gone out of the country before, whatever. So like, let them live. If this gives them an opportunity to experience a new culture in a new place, I'm a hundred percent for it. I am well-traveled, but I have never been to France before. So I'm excited about going. Um, I can't wait to see these two teams. I know Olivia Miles is going to be back for Notre Dame. Um, we've already gotten a glimpse of what this young you, you, uh, South Carolina team looks like. So I, I'm excited. So I'm just excited in general for um, for 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 the college basketball season. Um, that's that's going to be coming up. It's going to be a good one for sure. I think the momentum from last year's college basketball season riding into this year um, and then coming off a great W season to me, like all of that is going to play a role in how dope this season can be. Tarika, do you have I need to know if you have an extra seat or extra ticket. Like I'm trying to get into this game as well, because I know you already got the all inclusive trip package that whichever company gave you you high roll ain't nobody got ain't nobody got no all-inclusive this is all-inclusive out my wallet so <laughs> <laughs> the extra the extra ticket then went to the to the the husband they got the extra okay, ticket. okay. <laughs> but i'm excited i'm excited about going i can't wait women's calabash ball season is about to be the bomb and no i ain't bringing you none back so don't ask me for no no cups what? No shot glasses, no key no shot glasses. <laughs> Yo, I'm I just playing. I, I got you, Chris. I got you. You got me. Okay, <laughs> I got you. You know who's a hilarious lady like yourself? Uh, Asia Wilson, Sydney Colson, Chelsea Gray, Jackie Young, and the Aces. Um, they have been having the times of their lives after yeah. they won their second straight WNBA title, and let's just say last week. They got a show and then some. I loved every minute of this. I loved it from the moment that Asia was calling for Usher. I loved it from the moment that Usher responded. And then you got Usher feeding you strawberries. Girl, did you learn nothing from Kiki Palmer? Kiki Palmer didn't show you how dangerous Usher can be. You like, you know what? I'm going to take that. I'm going to risk it all anyway. And you know what? Asia, I ain't mad at you, girl. I'd have risked it all for him to feed me some strawberries, too. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> because <laughs> that was the Yo, best. <laughs> the, fact, the fact you could tell she was so nervous, right? Because she didn't want to get her white outfit dirty. Because we got the chocolate and the strawberries and stuff. She's trying to cover her mouth, trying to make it all, you know, polite and discreet. And, it, and then you see Chelsea over there just... Grinning from ear to ear, egg, like egging her on, egging, egging her on, on like, ooh. And then you see Jackie Young posting the story, and then of course, uh, she stopped it. I think once uh, Usher's leg went up or something, when they got a little, little intimate. Probably the best part though, uh, is when they brought him up stage and they just went off, and then Sydney's getting on all fours, and Chelsea's out there with her boot. Kia Stokes is <laughs> like these damn boots have a lot of mileage. <laughs> they have a lot of mileage. Um, I just love the fact that we got this moment because it's probably better than him showing up at the parade. And I love Usher is such a great performer because in that performance, it's like, yeah, I saw you tweeting and tweeting about like Yeah. I love it. He definitely said that when they went, like he changed the words to, yeah. I saw you tweet when he was thinking, there goes my baby. Yeah. Yeah. There I, goes love, my baby. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm here for all of the aces post win content. Like their content team has been amazing. So shout out to Chris and them for um, what they do on the social media angle. They've just enjoying, you know, I, I think they're just projecting what we've seen all season, which is them enjoying each other as a team in defeat and in victory. And it ain't, it ain't been that many defeats. So, um, love it. I love what they're doing. I, I'm a, I'm a fan. I am a fan. I mean, I'm a Connecticut fan too, obviously, but right. I am a fan of, um, I'm just a fan of the Aces, a fan of what they do and a fan of their camaraderie together and uh, ride this wave, ride this wave until next May when it's time to defend your two-time championship. What, what is going to happen if they win a third straight title, which is quite realistic, they, you know, dynasty, dynasty conversation. I'm not even talking about dynasty conversation. I'm talking about what the hell are they going to do to top this parade oh. performance and then the Usher celebration? 
I don't like, know. By that time, by that time, Vegas is gonna be so super prepared for all of these parades that they keep having that I, ain't no selling. And, and you know, I know I got an opportunity to meet Deandra, Deandra Duggan. She's their um, vice president of brand marketing. I know she's gonna come up with something crazy because black women—that's what we do. We just we just continue to outdo what we already did. So. That right there is the best way to drop the mic on this pod, okay? Because mm-hmm. that's that's nothing but truth. Um, but yo, continue to uh, continue to support us. Continue to look out um, for what we're doing. You can find us on social at the Three on Three Pod on Instagram. Um, you can find us at the Three on Three Pod on Twitter. Um, and Chris, he's on all social. Tariq, I'm on all social. Didi is also on all social everywhere. Um, so definitely make sure that you continue to share our content, um, like, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Um, and you can listen to the three on three podcast on iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. I am going to be absent for episode four, but it's all good because I know my boy Chris gonna hold it down. So until the next time, friends, peace out. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretza's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at babybrezza.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.